You are listening to You Heard It Here Second. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or DerekAndSteve.com. Subscribe and follow today. It was a cruise to the Caribbean, which is obviously fun. You've been on a cruise before. They are fun. Derek and Steve present. I don't know if you've looked at the photos. I did see one. (laughs) They are the best sports photos ever taken. (laughs) He's wearing his classic too tight buttoned shirt uh, with his like extremely baggy cargo pants and like armbands and necklaces and stuff. (laughs) You're right. He could still leave now. And I think Toronto would still be okay with oh, it. They'd be they like, would. "Cool, thanks for thanks for stopping by. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Good luck on your adventures." You heard it here second. Hello and welcome to episode number one thirty four of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek, alongside Steve. Steve, how's it going? Derek, <laughs> it's going great. That's um, great. Yes, yeah, summer is in full swing. Yeah. And I am loving every minute of it. How are things with you? Things are good. Things are good. Um, Summer is also in full swing. It's been pretty hot here in Boston. Like we're in that kind of peak of like, it almost feels like Florida some days. Sure. Um, But but it's been good. Um, We One thing I'll mention off the bat here, which a lot of our listeners might not have even noticed, but last podcast, we actually had to release it a day late because we had quite an interesting thing happen. This is the first time it's ever happened to me. Um, the, our website got totally hacked, like just hacked by totally hacked. By, we've by been malware. compromised. We've been caught. We, we were we were totally and completely compromised. Um, <laughs> hacked by malware. I couldn't access the website. I couldn't access the administration part of the website. Couldn't access any files on the website. It was bad. It was bad. Mos- Moscow has um, been busy. Moscow is 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 working on 2020 already, <laughs> and uh, they thought that around the hub Boston was where. They were going to start to pry some votes and they couldn't do it because I, I shut it down. I changed the domain name. Good um, job. But yeah, so uh, just a little word to the wise. If anyone is into web hosting and kind of looking at WordPress websites and stuff, um, you know, just be aware of it because I, I it's, it was a lesson learned for me um, compared to like kind of using those free website hosters um, that just kind of you can use the, 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 the free domain name and stuff like that. Like when you actually host it on your own, you're vulnerable to the attackers. So, so there you go. Our website got hacked, but we're working on, or I'm working on getting a replacement. So DerekandSteve.com really doesn't work right now, um, but it'll be working again soon. And everything's back to normal for Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, all that. So, I bet um, the last time someone logged on to DerekandSteve.com <laughs> was over a year ago. It's probably true. Besides me, to, to besides make up, you, besides me to make updates to it. But yeah, that said, uh, I'm gonna try to make a very simple, very clean looking blog that's zero maintenance effort and just like has our, our episodes on it at DerekandSteve.com. So I will update and, when that has been done. And military security protocol. Military security protocol. Yeah. I, I will. Yeah. Basically, I'm gonna, basically the military is going to be working for me at this point to secure DerekandSteve.com. No more state secrets yeah. released no. via Derek and Steve. Every, everything that is currently protecting Area 51 is being diverted to protect... DerekandSteve.com. So, <laughs> Good. And I, I've just gotten executive approval for that. So there we go. Um, there we go. So that's your little opening drive. Um, anything else you want to mention about how things are going or, or the summer or anything else before we before we jump into it? Um, no. Your boy's still 3-0 and in uh, Flex League Tennis. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Got there a new racket on the way. I'll explain a bit why later. Oh, but yeah, we are. Nice. 
We are literally in full swing. That's <laughs> nice. That's a good one. That's a thanks. Thanks, man. That, that, that's a good season and a good joke. So appreciate appreciate that. <laughs> um. So so I guess without further ado, then we'll jump into half number one, which is pop culture. All right, pop culture. So uh, we got a, a lineup of topics here that will all be fairly short, I think, but we'll go through them. Uh, it's, we got a mix of TV, books, restaurants, uh, music. music, everything. Yeah, about po- a little politics. bit of politics. Yeah, we got it. This is a packed pop culture segment. Um, right. So you want to start it off with, with topic number one? I will start it off with uh, Mindhunter. So yes. Mindhunter on Netflix is a uh, wonderful series. There's only been one season. Uh, second se- season two returns or is, is coming August 16th. Uh, Mindhunter okay. and Netflix just released uh, a new trailer. Uh, the new trailer looks exactly like True Detective <laughs> to, to a T. The, wow. the, you know that uh, the intro that all looks the same. It's yep. like brooding and then there's like... Yeah. There's like a, a shape and then the picture of the person's floating in the background. You know exactly what I'm talking <laughs> I about, do, right? I do. I like do. Every show, every dark show has this introduction now. I, I literally have no evidence for this, but I, I truly believe that the same, like like someone in Hollywood or, or whatever the the television equivalent for Hollywood is, has uh, has found the vendor that makes these. Like they, yeah. they, they are using the same production company. I'm all, I would I would bet on it. It is. No, I, like, I listened to a podcast about it. It's the it? same okay. production company. Yeah. yeah okay. They all just found like one that that does good intros yeah. and they just refuse to change their style. Uh, their intros. Yeah. yeah, their style. So yeah. anyway, it still looks really good. Uh, if you have not watched Mindhunter season one, I highly, highly recommend it. Agreed. Um, it is, it's like true detective, but psychology. So yeah, they're chasing these exactly um, mass murderers, or I think it's a serial. They basically invent the term serial killer. What right. is a serial killer? Um, so they're instead of just hacking and slashing like a, a, a old school detective would, like find find the evidence, find the killer. These two men kind of develop modern psychology, and uh, it's based on a book that that basically in the seventies, sixties, seventies when they were still developing this um, investigative type, like right. a psychology investigation, where you can actually try to think like a uh, like a killer. And so the mm-hmm. guy does a lot of uh, hostage negotiations, and he does a lot of visiting jails and talking to serial killers. So it's very, very unique um, and creepy and good. Right. Yeah, so, it's true. And, and, it's, and, and it's yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and it's kind of the kind of like you said, as far as the it, it kind of contrasts against the traditional serial serial killer genre slash not just genre and television stuff but in in real life even of like the the hacking and slashing like investigative by brute force like looking for physical clues and all this stuff you know kind of kind of that's kind of a reactive way of of investigation like after something's happened figure out what happened right and so Mm -hmm. there's throughout this show it's very it's a cool contrast of of an investigator back in a in a kind of somewhat dated timeline in the show where there's he's faced with really tons of skepticism with his approach like what do you mean you're going to go talk to a jailed serial killer like yeah. like 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 how is that productive for us you know but yeah. that but in his mind that's 
what's going to help them think like a serial killer and prevent the next thing from happening. So it's really interesting. Yeah, indeed. And it's it's a well-done fiction show. So it's yeah. it feels real but it's not. It's a it's a fake show. So there's all there's like there's like um drama with like him and his girlfriend yep, and the other yep. guy's family's falling apart. So there's actually other storylines beyond just searching for killers. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a very well done show. Season two on Netflix, August sixteenth. Um the new trailer doesn't reveal much, but it makes it look just as spooky and more like true detective. There you go. There you go. So uh so that's Mine Hunter. Uh mark it down August sixteenth and before then watch season one if you haven't watched it. Um, second topic is about a certain restaurant that I think we frequent sometimes. Taco Bell news, baby. <laughs> We're back. That is right. That is correct. So, Derek, have you heard of the Taco Bell Hotel? I have. I did hear about this. Yes. Okay. I heard it sold out very, very quickly. <laughs> two days. The hotel sold out in two days. Uh, it looks fire sauce. It looks really great. Um, they have Baja Blast drinks, like cocktails yep. around the pool. Yep. It's like a five-star wow. restaurant with Taco Bell-themed food. Wow. Um, so it's not... And, and it, the, the response was so good that Taco Bell's actually put out a press release saying, you know, we appreciate everyone like, buying into this idea. We may actually look into brick and mortar hotels. Like, cause right now they just basically rented out a hotel for a, a however long, oh, a month or two okay. months. Yeah. Okay. And re repurposed it into a Taco Bell hotel. <laughs> they didn't build wow. a, t- a hotel. Right. Right. I mean, about, yeah, <laughs> yeah. right, right, right. I mean, I think they should, but uh, I, feel like I was, a- I was kind of envisioning that they did, but it was just very small or, or that it was like, they built something that was like affiliated with a hotel or something, but that makes a no, lot more it, sense. That's interesting. Yeah. So this is a Taco Bell test hotel, if you will. Wow. Um, so they are they are in the green right now, and, and, and hype is at an all-time high. So I think this could be another route for Taco Bell. And if we need a roommate reunion or a co-host reunion, Derek. Oh, yeah, for sure. We could, we could probably book a Taco Bell hotel in two years. Do you, think any, do, you think, do you think that a podcast in the world has reached out to Taco Bell saying, I would like to be the official podcast of the Taco Bell Hotel? I don't think so. I but doubt. I doubt so. By tomorrow, there will be at least one, <laughs> and, it, and it will be us. Um, you can get I've more info, been, <laughs> but not yet because our website's broken. But we would like to do this. Right here, here's a card that we don't have yet. Um, we, I have actually, people have said that we should reach out to Taco Bell and say, "Hey, FYI, we're giving you free yeah. advertisement and free airtime every two episodes with it's, Taco Bell news." It's, it's, it's true. It's true. I've, I've also, Steve. Since I, I for some for whatever reason, really more so after you left Boston, I go to Taco Bell probably five times as much as I used to. Really, you because, go more? I go way more. I go way more. Oh because, come on! Because only at work though, only at at, uh, at lunch during work, because the Cambridge Galleria has a Taco Bell. And oh yeah, so, that's great. And so my coworkers more in the last like few months have gotten more on board with Taco Bell. And so then it comes up more often to be like, Hey, let's go to Taco Bell. So I, I've been to Taco Bell the last two weeks. I think it's twice because, in the last two weeks. I think it's because you miss me and you associate Taco Bell with me. Could be that. 
could be that subconscious. So every time you go to Taco Bell, it's like we're hanging out. Maybe <laughs> that could be it. That could be it. Yeah, mind um, huntered. <laughs> I just mind huntered you. You you sure did. You sure did. So uh, so there you yeah so there you go. We have to uh, we got to reach we got to reach out to them and uh, become the podcast of the Taco Bell Hotel. Yeah. Speaking of so. Taco Bell partnerships, another um, thing in Taco Bell news is Taco Bell has partnered with Chubby's. Oh, yeah. Saw this, yeah. The clothing brand, which makes yep. like preppy boy and girl shorts and shirts. Uh, the stuff looks pretty cool. I mean, if you want some new summer looks for hot boy or hot girl summer, you could go. You could do worse than Taco Bell. Oh yeah, brand branded short shorts. I will say. Yeah. I mean, I will say the clothing. It looks great. It looks fire. Uh, it's a little expensive. <laughs> yeah. It's a little expensive. I think that 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 goes to the Chubby's brand versus the Taco Bell part. I think Chubby's is Ab- just expensive, but absolutely. Um, but the shirt is fire. I wish I, I want the shirt, but it's seventy five bucks. So like I I don't I don't know if I want to buy a shirt for seventy five bucks, but it's uh it, it's a fire shirt. I'll say that. So well, I'm gonna buy it. You don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anything else? Any other Taco Bell news you wanna you wanna report? Uh, no, that's it for Taco Bell news. Alrighty. I love it. Um, brings us to the third topic, which is a cozy book corner. All right. So I'll kick this one off since I read the book. Um, Derek, do you know who Neil Gaiman is? Uh, it sounds familiar, but I don't, I'm not familiar. Uh, wrote American Gods, which is now a show on Showtime. Okay, you reviewed uh, that wrote, book before. I did. wrote Cor- wrote Coraline, which is a a spooky children's uh, book and movie. Um, so he's a, he's a famous spooky writer, mm-hmm. um, and he's actually now his most recent release is Norse Mythology by Neil Gaiman. Um, so North Norse Mythology is all your favorites. It's Thor, Loki, Odin, um, the whole crew. So what he does is basically take actual Norse myths. So these are real Norse myths and just retells them in his own style, in his own language. Hmm. So he's kind of handcuffed a bit by the actual myths. So, and as you know, myths and like fables and stuff, especially like the crazier ones, like the Greek mythology and Norse mythology are all very wacky. Yeah. Right. So this whole book is very strange and random and wacky. Um, it's The whole entire book is basically God X wants item Y. Hmm. Other God says you can have item Y if you do task X or Z. <laughs> 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 so, and that's basically... 300 pages of the book. It's just different gods wanting different things, but having to do arbitrary task Z. So Interesting. Um, it's well written. It's uh, it's a good, I don't know, it's just a, it's an entertaining book, but it, it makes no sense and has no <laughs> impact on my life. So I'm not giving it a very high score, but I enjoyed it. It's just, it seems so random. I can't like, I'm going to, it's one of those books that I will forget that I will, that I read, in six months. Um, so <laughs> right. Norse Mythology by Neil Gaiman gets 64% Steve Nicholas Avocados. All righty, 64. Yeah. Sounds very, mm-hmm. just very bleh. It was 64. not bleh, it was just like, huh? <laughs> yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah, good. Cool, cool, that makes perfect sense. Unlike the book. Perfect. 
<laughs> Unlike the book, correct. <laughs> um, alrighty, so that was your cozy book corner. Um, brings us to the next topic, which is uh, a trip down memory lane on this podcast. Yes, the Bachelorette. Um, Steve, you are, have you been have you been tuning in every every Monday, Tuesday, no. Wednesday, Thursday, so- Friday for eight hours each, or? I have God no! I w- <laughs> you're so right that they're just too long. If it was an hour long, I, I would consider watching it again. Yeah, purely because it was fun to talk about afterwards. Like I it's agree. fun to be. It's almost like watching Lost, where you'd watch Lost and then everyone in the world would be talking about the drama that happened the day yeah. after. Uh, I just can't dedicate four hours a week. That's to, what, it's insane <laughs> to this staged show. <laughs> I mean, it's you're completely correct, and I can't do that either. Um, not not only can I just, not only do I just not have time to do that, but I can't like justify it to myself. I, like even if I yeah. did, even if I did have time to do it, I I couldn't justify it. Like I would feel, I would feel like I was being immoral doing that. Yeah, I can't fake it for that long. <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, but this is kind of a, I don't want to say a plea, but a suggestion because I know this happens every time and we've we've done the thing where we only watch the finale and then review the finale before of the bachelor bachelorette there's some wild stuff apparently going on in this season there's some stuff going down so I don't know what these topics are but apparently everyone's mad at Luke P okay for some reason (laughs) there's also a Jed and people hate Jed because he plays music or is only on the show to play music and or had a girlfriend beforehand or during. That all sounds and, right for a character named Jed. I would say. Yes. I don't know how many Ds. I think it may be two Ds. <laughs> J-E-D-D. I'm not sure. Um, and apparently everybody is boning in a windmill. And that's, there's drama surrounding. Huh. Wow. Yeah, that. So I don't know what that all that equals in terms of what we do with it (laughs) but my question to you is should we get back on the bachelor bandwagon or the bachelor wagon yeah so i don't know i I just feel like i feel like the answer is the same thing we just said right like i in theory would would be willing um because i thought it was entertaining to discuss right and i think Mm um you know i think that we sometimes probably uh have a little PTSD from that for other reasons beyond just the show, you know, very, like very we had to true. sit there on Monday nights and wait to record our podcast. Like, like if the bachelor was on like Tuesday nights, back when we lived in the North end and would record on Monday nights, if it was on Tuesday nights and we, when we could just watch it whenever. And then it's like, Oh, if yeah. I missed it, like Saturday, maybe if I'm doing nothing, I'll just throw it on in the background and I'll, I'll I'll figure out what happened. I'll I'll passively watch what happened, right? Yeah, it like, didn't that's just not emotionally what, that wasn't affect our us. Experience. It physically affected us. <laughs> yes, like we would go to bed at midnight on Mondays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because of the stupid bachelor. So, so <laughs> I think um, I think that we might give it a worse rap than it needs as far as the experience of watching it. But then I just come back to the whole like four hours a week thing, and I'm just so I'm so hardly out on four hours a week. Yeah. Uh, but but that said. Fu- Follow-up question, Derek. Yep. Do you, do you miss Ben Higgins? <laughs> I don't miss Ben Higgins at all. <laughs> I miss Ben Higgins. <laughs> I liked Ben Higgins. He was he was so soft, but now he was. like he was a, he was a pancake. But, but apparently there is it, like he's just 
I don't know. He's like a part of our life. He's like a friend that I don't talk to anymore. You know, that's true. That's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, long story short, um, back on the on the wagon, I, I would give it a trial for like finale or semi or, or penultimate episodes only in in the beginning. I, I okay. could not I could not jump back on with a you know four hours of twenty six girls talking to one guy like. I couldn't do that. I don't think at the bill. Well, maybe like one episode at the beginning and one at the end. I could not do the grind. Put it that way. The grind is exactly that. It is a grind. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Just thought I'd bring it up. There's there's been some hot hot goss about yeah. the Bachelorette this season. So I thought I'd throw it and throw it into the pod. It's worth considering for sure. Yeah. So um, that's it on the Bachelorette. Cool. <laughs> so, Sorry that that. That was probably the worst segment as a listener because we we provided no information or opinions. Absolutely or zero anything on anything <laughs> yeah. about that. <laughs> so stay tuned for more of that. All right. So uh, so moving in, we did promise some music. Uh, so you have some info on Lord. Is that right? Do I ever? <laughs> uh, so Lord has confirmed the third album is quote in the oven. In the oven. It's been exactly two years since Melodrama came out. That seems to be a reasonable amount of time for an artist of her age and her mm-hmm. popularity to produce albums. So mm-hmm. give me that new hotness, Lord. Give me that good good. Because <laughs> Lord is Lord is my vibe. Yeah. She she came on the scene when we graduated college. Yep, I remember that. In a very dark, brooding time in our lives. <laughs> And we just latched onto her as our life vest in in our lifeboat in what we call adulthood. So beautifully said. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so I love Lord, a big fan. Can't wait for the third album. Bring it on. Glad to hear it's in the works. I'm ready. And that is your that is your update. I'm ready. It, vibe is probably the best word to describe. If I had to pick a word to describe Lord's music, it would probably be vibe. I know. I know that doesn't really make sense because it's like vibe doesn't tell you anything but like it's just a vibe you know i understand yeah i understand so so there you go lord's coming out with album number three it is in the oven um last topic we also mentioned we had a sprinkling of politics in here um and it's about a cross between uh twitter trending and politics so what is your favorite hashtag of the week steve my oh, we should have a hashtag of the That's week. Actually That's actually a great, great idea. idea. Yeah, we should have that. R- write that down. Hashtag of the um, week. Yeah. Hashtag of the week and of the year, just because I love it so much, is hashtag Moscow Mitch, <laughs> in uh, in reference to Mitch McConnell and his yeah. efforts to shelve bills that would protect the 2020 election from uh, Russian meddling. Correct. So we're unsure exactly why. He shelved the bills, bipartisan bills that would protect our future elections. Um, we have some ideas, of course. However, uh, that got the hashtag Moscow Mitch trending, and he hates it. Oh, yes, he, he does. It openly hates it. So <laughs> we openly support it. So hashtag for the week is hashtag Moscow Mitch. Derek, quick thoughts on our first hashtag of the week. I love the first hashtag of the week. I think it's great. I think that the reaction that is drawing that it is drawing out of him is great. Um, and I think it's, 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 it's just the classic, the reaction fueling the fire and it's going to continue. Yeah. And I, I think it's great. It's awesome. So it's, it's fitting appropriate. 
And it's a good way to distract from the actual problem, which is what we need. A little yeah. bit of a distraction. So let's have fun with a, with a hashtag. So, in, so there we yeah, go. In your face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I love the first hashtag of the week on You Heard Your Second. Cool. Well, that's it for pop culture for me, Derek. Yeah. You know, I think that's it for me as well. Uh, we ran through a, a good diverse set of topics there. Uh, brings pop culture to a close and brings us into the second half, which is sports. The Monster Jam. All right, so sports, um, being the end of July, we really have one sport going on right now. Uh, it's baseball. Um, big contrast from a couple months ago when we were in that kind of hotbed time of there being playoffs and golf and tennis and baseball and, and all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, now we're just baseball. Football is going to be getting started in a uh, you know, month or two. But uh, right now, baseball trade deadline is this week, and a few big splashes came through. Uh, so do you want to talk the trades first or do you want to talk about the um, brawl first? Oh, um, let's you talk about the brawl and I'll add because I, okay. I enjoyed the brawl. I enjoyed the brawl. I, I it's just a baseball brawl. <laughs> it is just a baseball brawl, but it was uh, it, it was probably it was the biggest brawl I can remember seeing as far as like kind of intensity goes. It, that was like yes. that was a no messing around brawl like like and that was one of those brawls where it was not a majority of people in there trying to break stuff up. There was like there was a good amount of people not trying to break stuff up. Right. Um, and so that made it uh, very, very entertaining. The reason I just thought of the brawl is because we have the Reds and Indians on uh, the Reds, mm -hmm. sorry, and Puig on this on this list. So, yeah. Um, so give overall, the details. It yeah. Yes. Well, so uh, I, I actually didn't I saw the highlights, but I didn't see all the names of the players. I actually don't remember the pitcher's name. Um, I think it's Barrett or Barnett Barrett or, or Garrett or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, either way, he's he's like a some a, Reds pitcher, um, some Reds like bullpen pitcher, and 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 I I can't remember the name of the video, but one of my coworkers sent me a video which I would highly recommend finding. Um, but it's basically like a commentary by some like it had like three hundred thousand views on YouTube, but it's basically like an ex a commentary of the the brawl by some random guy or some blogger or something, and it is so funny because it it walks through the video. And like breaks down every step of the way, and it's actually hilarious when you like look at what happened. Like, like the pitching coach for the Reds goes out there to make a pitching change. Like the pitcher is clearly f like fuming. He's like ready to fight the other team. You can basically see in the video that he essentially tells the pitching coach that he's gonna go fight them. Yeah. <laughs> and like, because the pitching coach turns around and points at the Reds dugout. Like there's no reason to point at the dugout when you're out there making a pitching change. There's no nobody in the dugout needs your attention. You call the bullpen. Like you point yeah. to the bullpen to get someone to call the guy. He points to the dugout in what in what clearly looks like a hey hey boys like get ready <laughs> like like something's about to happen, and yeah. then like he pats the pitcher on the butt, kind of in the direction of the other team. Like and and then he sprints <laughs> over and starts the brawl, and it's hilarious. Um, and it is it is one v twenty at one yeah, point at the and beginning, this, yeah. Or, and they cannot stop this guy. It's, so it's <laughs> yeah. it's it's Reds Pirates, and yeah. it it's actually Chris Archer who is receiving the brunt of and uh, I think another pitcher who are who who started it all from the Pirates. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as Derek said, the video I haven't seen the video, but I do know that the media coming from this is spectacular. Like I've seen a few photos. I've sent, I tweeted about one because it was so good. And I sent one to Derek, the exact same one to Derek that like looks like a Renaissance painting. Yeah. It looks like it, it should be in the Louvre. Like it is beautiful. It is 15 guys trying to hold back one guy and it's dark black 
pirate's uniforms and a bright white reds uniform and Chris Archer's on his back with his hands up. It just, it's spectacular. And I'm sure if you Google it, you can find it. But yeah, yeah. You're right. The brawl, the brawl was a definite brawl. Yeah. Amir Garrett is the pitcher's name. And the, the video that I was referencing is from John Boy Media, J-O-M Boy. Uh, has 600,000 views. So if you if you search for that, it's like not, it's like eight minutes long, but like I said, it kind of goes through the whole thing and it's comically narrated. So I recommend it. But anyway, Brawl was hilarious and unexpected. I saw the, when I saw the video, I did not expect it to take off the way it did. Um, mm. So so there was that. Now to the trade deadline, some big splashes across the league. Um, the, the headlining one being, of course, Zach Greinke going to the Astros, which now gives... Houston, who is already, I believe, tops in the AL uh, in the last week. I think they passed the Yankees. Um, giving Houston, who is already tops in the AL, now has Justin Verlander, who has the best whip in the majors, followed by Zach Greinke, who has the second best whip in the majors. Dynamic duo at the top of their rotation. What do you make of the Astros getting Greinke? And Garrett Cole as their third starter, yeah. who has the most strikeouts in the majors. I didn't I didn't know that, that part of it. But yeah, so just yes. dominant starting rotation. Yeah, so the Astros are, are. I mean, that's a that's a huge, huge win for them. I don't. I didn't see who exactly they traded for Grinky. I'm sure it was a decent amount, but um, but, but most you, likely in prospects. You know, like I, right. I highly doubt they traded anyone from their contributing roster. I can I can check that right now. But right, so they are they are the clear favorite to win right now, especially not just their pitching staff, but their, their oh, hitters. Yeah. yeah, they're the same yeah, same like, lineup that has been yeah has Springer, been contending Correa, for years. Altuve, yeah, yeah Reddick, like the whole the whole gang is still there. So um, they're good, and they're going to be good for a while. I mean, they have been good, so it's it's not a surprise like that that they're going to be contenders. But this this if you're gonna if you're gonna go all in, this is how you do it. So props to the Astros because they're they're the team to beat. Yeah, it looks like uh, Corbin Martin was one of the players sent. Uh, I think he's a reliever. Nothing of note, I don't think. He, his ERA is 5.5 this year, so he's he's not exactly excellent. Josh Rojas is an infielder, apparently, and then it looks like some prospects. So, yeah, I mean, the point being, they didn't subtract any uh, major parts of their team. Um, yeah. So just a huge acquisition for them to to position themselves to stay at the top where they are right now and like you know, kind of like you referenced a little bit there, it it does kind of feel like people forgot about Houston somewhere along the way. You know, like Houston wins yeah. the World Series a couple of years ago. Last year they lose to the Red Sox, but it was a you know it, it was a it was a close series. I know I know it was the first round they won four they won in four because it's best of five, but like it was a close series, like hard fought, and Houston was a very good team, and so people just kind of forget that they exist because they lose in the first round. And now they're back this year. Back in first place again, Verlander is somehow at 36, still just like as elite as he's ever been, and uh, it, it's it's pretty wild. So so yeah, uh, Houston positioning themselves at the top. Cleveland uh, inversely, kind of interesting move in trading Trevor Bauer uh, to the Reds for Yasiel Puig. Yeah. Um, Bauer obviously had the incident where he threw the ball over the center field fence. Yeah, uh, I love that. Day. By the way, I think that's a. <laughs> I mean, of the things to do, I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Like you're getting taken out of the game and he, instead of giving the ball to the, the manager coming out to, to take him out, he literally from the pitcher's mound, chucks it it over the center field wall. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's pretty ridiculous. But, um, so I don't know how much that played into the fact that they traded him, but, uh, certainly he was their best or one of their best starters this year. Um, yeah. I mean, Bauer, Bauer is a head case. This is not his first 
he he gets in fights on Twitter. He's got some weird conspiracy theories. He's he's definitely not a good locker room guy, right. from what I hear. So so bring in Yasiel Puig. It, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. So you're right. I, if that's the case, I don't know why you bring yeah, in Puig, but so just it's just an interesting move. Um, but uh, but but it, it it might lend one to believe that. Cleveland is not the highest on their chances of keeping pace in, in this AL this year. Um, but they're, you know, t- I think they lead the wild card. Right uh, now. Yeah, they, they do. They do. But, but in, in, com- in comparison to other years, I'm, I'm saying I, I, you know, it's not that they're yeah. mailing it in in the season, but a team that expects to, with their current roster to like be contending, you wouldn't think they would be trading a top line starter. Um, no, but I yeah, the, I, you're right. I think they, it looks like at a quick look here, they are in first place in the wild card, but they have a few teams on their heels. So yeah, I think it'll be interesting, but you know, it's it's a good starter they're losing. So we'll find out how that plays out for them. Um so so that happens there. Uh John Ryan Murphy, other headlining uh MLB superstar traded to Huge the Braves. News. JR, if you're listening, congrats. Uh, I hope you make it back. So John Ryan Murphy is actually a very good friend of mine from high school. We went to high school uh and went to middle school and high school together. Um, and he was drafted by the uh, Yankees, had a very good year behind um, Brian McCann back then, caught Mariano Rivera's last pitch, um, played with Jorge Posada, like play, or not Jorge Posada, but played with some really, really good right. players on the Yankees back then, and then got traded to the Twins. Was that do so hot? I think you, I believe he was, he was traded for Aaron Hicks, right? That's exactly right. Yeah, so so I mean, good return. <laughs> good return. Um, was also tr- then traded to the Diamondbacks. Yep. Um, and now traded to the Braves. So he'll get. He he's a classic September call up. Yep. Yep. Um, so if you see John Ryan Murphy playing baseball, tell him Steve Nicholas says hi. Um, he calls a very good game. He's really smart. Great defensively. Has some power. Just hasn't been able to put it all together in yeah. terms of consistently hitting. Right. So he's been back and forth between the majors and the minors for basically his time. Ty- hey, his you never know. Career. You never know when you break through. And and if you, if you can land with the right team in the right position and you're a great game caller and a great defensive catcher, you could stick around the bra- despite the, the Braves offense. are the right team. Yeah. The Braves are the right team, Derek. You're right. right. So uh, good luck, John Ryan Murphy. Um, just a quick note cause we're buddies. So absolutely. There you go. There you go. So good luck. And to he you. has, he has said he would be on the podcast before, but I forgot to follow up and I haven't talked to him in a long That's time. That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll wait till he's back in the majors, wait till he's back in the majors and, and, and sticking around and then we can bring on our first major leaguer. Right. So there you go. Um, anything else on baseball? That's it on the baseball deadline? for me. Yeah. I think that, uh, so now the deadline the is over. Ma- the Rays made some splashes, which I appreciate. They Nothing did. Nothing big, but happy happy that we made some buying moves rather than selling. They did. Moves they are going for, for it, trying to yeah. trying to stick in that wild card race. Uh, they're currently in second, still in the AL East. They or they moved back into second last night. Or no, they 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 built a game. Uh, they added a game on the Red Sox last night. They beat they beat the Red Sox uh, six to five in the game last night. So they are seven and a half, I think, back at the Yankees, which is not that far off. Still a couple months to go. Um, and the Yankees could struggle. You know, I, I think the Yankees are starting are heading toward a little bit of a rough patch personally because they have injuries and they did not look great against the Red Sox over the weekend. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if that AL East opens up at all with the with the currently big lead that the Yankees have. But um, so there you go. There's your baseball update. Um, and without any other major sports, we have one more topic here that I'll let you introduce on basketball. 
I'll introduce it. So LeBron James, professional basketball player, <laughs> is kind of a off-court character. He does Taco Tuesdays, <laughs> and um, he's all over the the map in terms of uh, going to his son's games, and you now he's in Space Jam, so he's he's become a, a major celebrity. So people have opinions on everything he does. Yep. So over the, the weekend, his son, Bronny, Bronny James, go plays in a very high-level AAU team, um, and they're in a tournament this uh, this week, and his son has a pretty killer breakaway dunk or some like big play yeah. that that the st- fans go crazy for. So LeBron runs onto the field and like jumps up and um, does the shoulder bump with his son and daps him up, and it's going pretty nuts, like more nuts than everyone else in the stands, <laughs> yeah. but it's LeBron James and it's his son, so he's going nuts. So Jason Whitlock and a, and a few other guys from, I think, Barstool Guy said something, or th- some people had opinions that, that were like LeBron James needs to settle down. He's like, he's too old for this or blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like some, yeah. some like crotchety stance. And then weirdly, a lot of professional athletes and celebrities kind of latched onto it and were like, like, let LeBron be a good dad. Like there's a lot of people who grew yeah. up without dads and they like, he's just trying to show out for his son. And so it became this big talking point <laughs> yeah. about LeBron celebrating his son's dunk. So that's a big thing. I, I want to hear your opinion on it before I before I go any further. Yeah, so obviously you know that I don't like LeBron, um, but right. so so I, I first feel this is dumb that I need to say this, but anyone with a crotchety stance about this that has any stance saying like this is wrong or that this is like bad, <laughs> like if there's yeah. any words like that being used, that's ridiculous, right? Like like there's nothing like there, there's nothing wrong or bad or like shameful or anything about this. Um, it's all, all in good faith. It's in, it's in good faith. That said, obviously, like, I think, I think like he's like, I I think it's complete, like unnecessary showboating, like, like (laughs) all about me. I mean, like, like to me, this would be different if this was the first thing that we saw, right? Like we've, I've literally seen a clip of LeBron at his son's games now for like five weeks in a row. Like (laughs) it's, it's, it's getting overboard. It's, it's a little ridiculous. But with that said, with that said, like I, I would never put that into the national airwaves as a talking point saying that this has to stop, right? Like that, like that's crazy. <laughs> like, to, like to, to bring it to that level of saying like, he needs to stop doing this. Like I, I would never yeah. go that far. I think he, I think he's a loser. Like, I think it's, I think it's dumb. I, I think that, <laughs> I, I, I think that <laughs> to me, the only, like, I think that the only thing that is more like hilariously laughable than what he's doing is the is the argument that he's doing it for the kids. And I, I hope that you're not fully on that boat because LeBron is not doing this for the kids. He's doing this because he likes attention to be on himself. <laughs> like like he he's supporting the kids and that's different. But running on the court and like acting like it is a Nike commercial like is for himself, is for attention. And that is I think not debatable. So I, I mean I, come so, on. Steve, has your dad listen, ever I, do you know any father in any sport that has ever acted like this at their child's game? I'm just saying I think it has become expected of him. I I don't think he's like look I mean I get it. It's it's he he is a showboater. That's who he is. He's he's a big big personality and now he knows it. 
Um, yeah. But I think it's like LeBron's at your game and he's the guy who does this. So he no, does No, but he this. wasn't the guy who did this. It, like That's the thing is that there were videos of him being hyped on the sideline as a fan, like high-fiving parents, like p- fist pumping. That's great. I think that that's being a normal parent at their kid's game. He's a when you're he's running adopted, on the he's court. He's adopted the hype man, dude. No, I no, I I, I knew I knew I, you'd I hate it. I knew you'd again. Hate it. Like like I said, there, like I would never go to say that it needs to stop or that there's nothing wrong with it. But it is clearly about him. It is not about the kids. Like that that's the part that is like, oh, he's doing this so the kids have a good memory or a good no. That that's ridiculous. The kids have plenty of good memories because he's on the sideline underneath the hoop, like cheering already. That is enough. Now the videos are all about him and they're not about the kids anymore at all. So, so yeah. So, you know, who you know, who disagrees with you? Who? Jason Tatum. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Tatum. Well, I mean, so Tatum did support him doing this, saying like he's supporting his kid. And I, I, again, yes, I saw that. And and he does disagree. (laughs) Um, Again, the, the thing is, I'm not saying that he needs to like not show up for the game or not even be a presence at the game. I think it's, I think it's just the, it's grown too far for me with the latest stuff. Because it is so clearly about him. That, that's all. All right. That's that's an opinion you're allowed to have. But he can keep doing it, and uh, I wouldn't tell him to stop. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> it is certainly better um, than the alternative of not. So good. Then so then this is a topic of some uh, some interest, of some importance, yeah. of some interest. Yeah. Yes. The thing, um, so and, that's and that. My, my final thought on that is, that, and I've said this to you before, is that it is you know I've I've had to concede on a lot of. Um, things that I used to dislike about LeBron because of the current world that we live in where LeBron's like a really good person, you know? Right. So like, yeah, exactly. So like, like you, I can only go so far. I can only go so far as to say, I think he's a loser for what he's doing. <laughs> right. Because now, now good people, you have to kind of be like, well, he's a good person. So yeah, I, I may should not support like this. him in everything he does. Right. Yeah. Cause there's so many bad yeah. people. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. I, so. I understand that. Um, um, and just to note last, last thing to note is this is another amazing ploy and I wouldn't put it past the NBA to tell LeBron to do this or to support him in doing this to keep the NBA and NBA Twitter (laughs) in the mainstream. It has been the off season and all we've heard is basketball, 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 basketball. It's true. Even after the draft and and it's just, it is constant basketball and is different topics. So I, I do think that there may be some behind the scenes things at work. here. That's a hot conspiracy take i i i don't think i'd go as far as to think they would be telling him to do it but i would also agree with you that i couldn't rule it out because because or like it's right at a time to do i would say not telling him to do exactly this but to say hey we will we will give you all like or i don't know what the deal would be but be very active on social media yeah yeah yeah, be very yeah be very just be out there please in the off season maybe like because he's now in la they're like you know, here's we'll give you a bonus if you post X amount per week. Yeah, you, you know, know that's a so that's a thing. I will say that that is probably, yeah. I I think beyond not just like as specifically to LeBron to do something at like his kid's game, but like in general to players to stay in the limelight and to stay in with a social media presence and all that. I think a hundred percent that that definitely happens in the NBA because we've talked about how good the NBA is at doing this, like at staying in the. Yeah in the news cycle and in the, I shouldn't call it a news cycle in the social media cycle. Um, and, and yeah, you're and and you know, this stuff comes right at a time when finally off season transactions and whatnot have come to an end. Like, like it's over now. And there's just this, like all the players have been introduced, all the jerseys have been assigned. Like we're in now the point of time where it's like, okay, now we wait two months until, you know, preseason starts, you know? So yeah. it's true. It's a good point. 
So, so anything else on sports before we? That's it on sports, Derek. Slow, slow week of slow for week. sports. Definitely slow week, but uh, we'll have well, a couple weeks away, and football will be starting before we know it. So, thank um, God. So that brings us to the final drive. Do you want to go first, or do you want to go second? I want to go second today, Derek. All right, sure. I'll go first. Um, so my final drive is a quick little. Uh, I don't want to call it a plug because it's not like I support Amazon as the giant giant that they are, but but just a service that has has I've found to be useful at times. If you like to have photos printed or things like that, it's really good for giving gifts and things. Um, Amazon Photos is uh, a if you have Amazon Prime, you can unlimited uh, store unlimited photos on there, which I think I've mentioned before. So that's like a kind of a, a not fully known thing that I use it just to store my photos as like a backup kind of place where I have them all. Um, and attached to and kind of a, like a, through that interface, there's Amazon prints, which is kind of integrated with it. And you can take certain photos if you want to have them printed and make a product out of it, whether it's like a canvas or a, a wood panel or things like that and kind of like have it printed. Um, so one of the one of the new products I tried recently was aluminum printing, which is, I think, becoming like one of those hipster things to do, which is like get something printed on, a, on an aluminum sheet. Um <laughs> And it's kind of it's like it's really meant for like high contrast stuff because obviously you're not going to get like perfectly good, like colorful, like kind of it's not like paper, you know, it's aluminum. So uh, it's shiny. It's very lightweight. It's uh, it's literally a sheet of aluminum. And I had a, a photo printed on it, which is a very high contrast picture of like fireworks that I took a few years ago at the 4th of July, uh, like long exposure, a bunch of fireworks shooting in a, in a dark sky. Right. Um, and it came out good. It's, uh, it's, I would recommend it if you have a photo that you think might work for something like that, where it's like a lot of either black and white or like kind of stark contrast in it. The aluminum print is pretty cool in that it's like shiny, kind of like, um, like I said, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to explain because obviously it's visual, but, uh, it's very lightweight, shiny and, uh, aluminum. So it's kind of cool. Um, and yeah, if you want to, if you want more info on it, you can reach out to me. I can, I can send you a little video of what of what mine is, kind of like the way it, it angles and the light. But uh, I want to know what it looks like. Yeah, so I, I could send you a video of that. But aluminum prints, uh, pretty cool. You can try them out. I think they're 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 not the cheapest option on there. I think they're like thirty nine bucks for one. Um, but hmm. the, the canvases are like twenty nine bucks for the smallest one. I think. But um, again, as gifts, I think they're great. You've you've gifted me a canvas one before. I correct? believe I have. Yes, the basketball one, right? The basketball, yeah, the one yeah. you and it's great. Yeah. I still, I have it hanging in my yeah. dorm right now. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so it's a good gift. So there you go. Yeah, Amazon Prints is good for if you have some good photos that you that would be good for gift giving, um, which I I occasionally take photos that I think are good for gifts. Then it works well. So there you go. Cool. Um, so my final drive this week is the PGA Superstore sleepover. Right. Um, so this past Friday, the PGA Superstore, which is basically like a like a Dick's Sporting Goods or a Walmart if it was only golf and tennis. So it's like a giant mega golf store. Um, so they have grand openings all over the uh, country. And when they do their grand openings, they give away $30,000 worth of golf items uh, if you uh, for the first people who show up. So I'm like, you know what? I'm getting back into golf. I've got nothing to do this Friday. My buddies wanted to do it because they're getting big into golf. So we decided to camp out wow. outside in a camping tent in a parking lot in front of the PGA Superstore <laughs> on a Friday night. So it was weirdly fun. We were not prepared. We should have brought uh, a mat- we- a mattress or we should have brought uh, fans because it was hot. Yep. 
Um, we definitely did bring enough drinks, so we, we, <laughs> we, it was a good time, to say the least. But um, we ended up, Derek, I ended up, I was 15th in line. I got there at 6 p.m. on Friday. Yep. 15th in line. Uh, about 30 people probably spent the night, and then when we woke up in the morning, there was like 100 to 200 people wow. in line behind us. So we were going to get the hot ticket items. I ended up getting a $300 putter, and... The people in front of us were um, transient or didn't have a. They were, I want to say homeless, but like they were, they were not, they were not there for the golf items. They were there to get the get the money from the golf items. Right, right, right. Um, so they got a five hundred dollar uh, driver, and we were we were talking to them all night. So it, like we became friends with them. And so as I was leaving, they're like, "Hey, buddy, come here. Do you want to buy the driver?" I was like, "Yeah. How much are you selling it for?" He's like, uh, 200 bucks." So I was like, <laughs> uh, "I had to make a snap decision." Ended up buying a two hundred dollar driver. Wow! For or no, a five hundred dollar driver bucks. for two hundred bucks. Wow! And my plan is to go in and return it all because I don't need a five hundred dollar driver. <laughs> I need a two hundred dollar driver. Yeah. A hundred dollar pair of shoes, a hundred dollar tennis racket, and a hundred dollar putter. You know, I can right, I can break right, it up right, into right. multiple items. Interesting. So I ended I ended up spending the night at PGA Superstore in Sarasota and made out with eight hundred dollars of golf and tennis gear. That is wild. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Totally worth it. Yeah. Totally worth Very it. Worth so if it. you're, if you're, and it was so casual, there was a security guard out there. Um, it was like, everyone was very like civil. If you, if you're ever considered sleeping out for something like this, maybe for Black Friday or whatever you're planning on doing it for, I had a very good experience. So nice. um, I recommend doing it with people and I can give you some tips on what you need. Like maybe bring some flashlights, maybe bring some <laughs> music, maybe bring some games or uh, I don't know ch- phone chargers just things yeah, that you yeah. need that you forget about um, otherwise it was a very good experience so two thumbs up PGA Superstore sleepover wow there you go so the PGA Superstore coming in coming in clutch coming in hot so so there you go that's it for episode 134 um, anything else and, and get, got anything else you gotta get off your chest before we close this nothing, one up nothing nah you trying to elicit something from me I don't know what <laughs> <laughs> no I just, just checking yeah. so right. so that's it for 134 De- we'll see you guys next time for episode 135 después días mi amigos <laughs> <laughs>